This is Corey Gray and Tony Stewart from Hairdistry. Thank you for tuning in to the Hairdressers Podcast. Now here's a word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, y'all. This is Patty, Queen of the South. I just wanted to take a second to let y'all know how much Schedulicity has truly changed my life. Not only does it keep my clients involved and informed with everything going on through texts and emails, it also allows me to take payment using the app at a lower fee cost than any other app I've ever used. And as a family and a business, Schedulicity is truly there for you and really goes out of their way to make sure that you have exactly what you need to be successful as a business owner. And I mean, it just, it's beautiful energy, y'all. It's so nice to be around people who kind of get it, you know? And for that reason, I'm so grateful for Schedulicity and everything that they continue to do for me and my business. So if y'all have a second today, check out Schedulicity. Love and light, y'all. Hello, everyone. My name is Jerry Natuno, CEO and founder of Schedulicity, and we're proud to bring you this amazing podcast. Welcome to your day off. My name is Courtney. Of course, I'm sitting with my best friend, Tone. What's up, buddy? What's going on, brother? Hey, I'm just super mega happy that we got to kick a 2020's butt a little bit and that we can move forward into 2021. Yeah, you know, especially after giving that uh, away, that big ultimate stylus kit. That was awesome. And uh, again, we want to thank our listeners so much for uh, just supporting and being a part of what we do. That is it. Absolutely. You know, thank you for supporting us in, in, in 2020. Cause uh, you know, as we know, we, it, I said, we kicked 2020s, but I think 2020 <laughs> kicked our butt. So, you know, uh, we're, we're past that, you know, now, I mean, more so than ever looking forward, I think we, 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 we look forward with more optimism than we ever have because we've kind of seen what that looks like, the, the other side looks like, right? So the only thing we have left is optimism and moving forward. Right. And so talk about moving forward and kicking butts. Today's guest is going to be kicking butts. That's <laughs> it. So it's it's January. You know, every year we've done a New Year's resolution. So we're going to talk a little bit about about New Year's resolutions and, and, and what does fitness mean for you? And, you know, are we going to lose a little butt this year? Are we going to get a little bit stronger this year? Are we going to uh, is our body going to be prepared to work behind the chair for the next 12 months? Right. Especially because, uh, you know. Most of us, you know, we haven't been on a full schedule, right? So mm-hmm. to get back on a full schedule, hopefully this year and, uh, yeah, make sure that we can uh, handle it. On that note, though, you know, Christmas kicked my butt because, you know, we my schedule was so scattered before, you know, and then Christmas, the entire month of December, like all my available appointments were taken, you know, for the first time, kind of since we've been back since June. And I tell you, man, there were some long days there and they, we, I was only doing like half the clients that I normally can, but I got my butt kicked a little bit. Oh, and you and me both, brother. I was like, man, my shoulders were a little tender on the <laughs> slow drive. I'm like, man. <laughs> exactly. Like a five pound weight holding up all day. <laughs> that, you're right, right? Well, no, you have that new stop. You have that like new dryer. That's like a like right, five ounces. ounces. Okay, five ounces. <laughs> I think it's cool too. I kind of borrowed it one day, and it, it's it's pretty. It's a pretty cool little dryer. We we might be talking about uh, how I can get one of those dryers, but that's a whole conversation for another time. Hey, so uh, today is one of our one of our schedulicity brethrens. You know, yeah. it's 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 fitness and wellness expert, Mr. Jay Nixon. Um, we. Uh, He's he's an interesting dude, man, because uh, he has a different approach to what fitness should be and looks like and feels like and all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, hopefully uh, there's some good value in this podcast for you and uh, hopefully it'll help you with your New Year's resolutions. Yeah. And uh, I, I like you saying resolutions because when we had the conversation to bring him on his uh, I love his analogy of moving a hundred pound rock. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm, I'm sure we'll get into that. But uh, I think most of us try to roll it 
or somehow try to pick it up and or get a buddy to, you know, we, we hurt our backs trying to move this hundred pound right. rock, but he has a easier solution for that. And just <laughs> his, his, his whole approach is uh, just, it's real. So, yeah. you know, I'm looking really forward to it because I know that I'm sometimes an all or nothing kind of guy. Yeah. And, uh, I just, you know, I'm really looking forward to this podcast so I can, you know, see how I can implement it in my life. Done. Shall we bring him in? Do it. Mr. Jay Nixon, welcome to your day off. What is up, guys? Thanks for having me today. Uh, thanks, thanks, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, man. We so appreciate good. your brother for coming on. Absolutely. You know what? I love guys that do what, like, you guys are so authentic and so real. Like, if, when you said, hey, do you want to be on the show? The answer was an immediate yes. Awesome. Absolutely. I mean, we felt the same way. Um, so back, I, I don't know, I guess a month and a half ago or so we were, uh, we were honored and, and we were asked to, uh, to host the, uh, the schedule of city. I don't know, I guess it, like Christmas party or something. It was just a, it was just a, it was a virtual kind of party that, that we were asked to host. It was very cool. It's the first time, although we met Jay before, it's kind of the first time that we actually had kind of broken bread with him and, and actually had conversation back and forth. And, you know, I just kind of knew, I knew immediately that like, oh, this is my dude right here, man. Yeah, just a brother. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 just a fella. So, right? Yeah, we were busting everybody's balls, and you know, he, he took it, and you know what I mean, oh, he was yeah, busting yeah. them back. So <laughs> <laughs> that's it, man. So uh, Jay, just kind of tell our listeners, like, you know, who you are, what yeah. you do, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, I'm in the fitness and nutrition space. I, I don't like the word gurus, experts, or anything like that because I think we're all still on, you know, we're all still on a journey for for gaining knowledge, but. I've written a couple of books. I've got a book called The Overweight Mind and then a book called The Purpose of Pain. And both of those books are really predicated on the psychology around why we get stuck in life. And in my world, I help people make lifestyle transformations, whether it's lose 100 pounds, whether it's get super fit, something around those things. But I I just use fitness and nutrition to get them into my world. And then we start to break down the psychology of why we're stuck and why we get stuck and why we stay stuck and why sometimes we choose to be stuck. Um, and one thing I'm gonna, one thing I gotta say before we jump in is this call is gonna be a little bit different. You guys are probably used to hearing about New Year's resolutions. Today we're gonna be talking about New Year's solutions, and I'm gonna tell you why. Scientifically speaking, um, it's been proven that less than eight percent of New Year's resolutions are actually successful. That's hor- that's horrible math. I mean, I'm not even good at math, right? And I can tell you that is a horrible that is a horrible um, formula. And so, I've made it my mission to to disrupt that way of thinking because I don't like to see people fail. I want to see yeah. people win. And so today we're going to give people a whole bunch of solutions, and I'm actually going to give them a three step solution that's going to make this year totally different than any year they've had in the past. So I'm I'm excited about it. Dude, I love that, man. I love that New Year's solution. I'm not making resolutions this year. Right. I'm committing to the solutions. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. I love that too. So how do we start then? I mean, how how do we get into it? Yeah, you know, I think if you really if you if you pause and you think about what people when they make a resolution, right? It's always they start with the outcome. They start way down the road and and sometimes the outcome is so far away you need binoculars to see it and then you can just barely see it then. So what I get people to focus on is instead of focusing on the outcome, which let's just use a hundred pound weight loss, for example, because everybody can kind of can, can kind of visualize that like somebody's a hundred pounds overweight. If you focus on that hundred pounds and it's like the analogy you were talking about that I gave you guys the first time, if there's a hundred pound rock in the corner of the room. And I say, Hey, go pick that rock up and bring it to me. I mean, you can go try, you can, like you said, you can push it, you can try to roll it, but that thing is big. It's gnarly. It's, you're going to get cut up. You're going to be bleeding. But if I went over there and I somehow with dynamite or with a sledgehammer, I broke that hundred pound rock into one pound little rocks. And I said, okay, every day, go grab me one rock. There's not a person listening right now that couldn't go grab a one pound rock. And that's the differentiator. If you focus on that hundred pounds, it's super overwhelming. And nine chances out of 10, you're probably going to find so many roadblocks along the way that you quit before you get there. But if you focus on daily actions, like simple decision-based actions, it's tough to lose because everybody can grab one pound rocks at a time. I love that. Is this kind of like the same philosophy and maybe it's just different words, but like every day strive to be 1% better? Yeah. You know what? I've never thought of it that way, but I mean, that's a great, that's a great way to look at it. I mean, instead of, you know, it, I use analogies like 
you know, when you first start a class, right, you can't take the final exam. You don't have enough information. And so you can't mm. be 100% better, right? But so that analogy of 1% better or incremental um, increases is really the way to go. And a great analogy that I like to think of is this. So if, if, we're, if, if us three, we, we, say we rented a yacht, right, and none of us really know how to drive that yacht, but we take turns, and we've got it on autopilot, but one of us decides we want to get cute and we actually just mess with the autopilot and we get about two degrees off, just two degrees. I mean, that's minute. The average eye couldn't even see that. If we're two degrees off, after about 30 days, we're going to be thousands of miles off course. Wow. Think, think about that. Two degrees over time consistently is going to get mm-hmm. us so far off course, the chances of getting to our destination, which we all three want to go somewhere fun, we're going to end up in Russia and we got a problem. <laughs> Siberia. Then we got to figure out which one of us jokers mess with the wheel. Tony, <laughs> Tony, boy, you're, you're overboard, brother. <laughs> Touche, man. Touche. That's awesome. I love that. I love kind of like, but, 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 we also have to keep our eye on the big picture, right? So totally. we have to know that we want to lose a hundred pounds, but, but instead yeah. of like being committed to that hundred pounds, let's commit to the first pound. Well, let's look at it like this. Let's look at it from everybody has a GPS in their car or everybody has been in a car with a GPS. First of all, you've got to know where you are because mm-hmm. if you don't, if you don't have those entry coordinates, I don't care where you want to go. It's just going to case rerouting, rerouting, rerouting. So absolutely. You need your starting point. And you do need the outcome where you're going to go. But if you've ever put anything in Google Maps, there's there's usually more than one way to get to the same destination. But we we think of success as, as being linear. And, and you guys know success, I don't care if it's in business, relationships, weight loss, anything is never linear. It's always, there's always roadblocks. There's always bumps. There's always things. I mean, this year is, is, is the, this year is the, the pinnacle of things, right? This year, anything but linear. And so what we have to do is, yes, we have to know where we're starting. Yes, we have to know where we want to go. But we've got to be flexible enough on that journey and on that route to make little deviations, overcome obstacles. And that's where the analogy of like, if I'm just picking up one pound rocks at a time, it's easy to pivot. It's easy to shift. If I'm holding a giant hundred pound rock and you're like, oh, no, hey, Jay, back over here. I'm like, fellas, I mean, come on, right? And then I'm going to drop the rock. And then what happens when you drop the rock? It's harder and harder to pick back up. And you lose, you lose, you lose the belief in yourself. If we're talking about weight loss, mm-hmm. it's actually even worth picking back up. And that's why people get stuck is because when you, and you think about it as like a broken promise, eventually if you break enough promises to yourself, and this is why New Year's resolutions fail, this is why most people even make a New Year's resolution don't even believe they're going to get it. Because They've made the same resolution. So I'm like, this is my year, guys. This is the year I'm going to do it. But you said that for the last 10 years. What's going to make this year any different? So what my goal today is to give you guys extreme value and show you just a three simple step process of why this year, why this year can be different and how it will be different if you just simply shift your perspective on how you look at what you want. Look at your solution. Mm, I love that. Yeah, awesome. I mean, and, and you're right, because every year, uh, you know, I know, I, I know for me, I don't even make resolutions because I know that I'm not going to keep them. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm like, you know, who am I fooling? You know, I know myself well enough now that I'm not going to fool myself this year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you know what I've also noticed too, that if you're waiting for new year's to make the resolution, then you are, you've already failed yourself. Yeah. Right. You should have just started. You should have started when you were motivated for me. I'm only speaking on me, not anybody else. But for me, why are you judging me? <laughs> for me, for me, like if I'm motivated to do it, I can't wait for a date. I just go tomorrow's my time, man. I'm ready. Let's go. You know, so so that's it. And, and that's and that that's a longer path for me because now I'm I'm committed to that and not committed to some arbitrary uh, date. Yeah. and uh, You know what? That's your spot on. Correct. And what, why we wait for the resolution is because it's, it's like waiting for like, what do we always say? Well, I'll do it after the wedding or I'll do it after the, the vacation or I'll do it. As humans, we're programmed to, to do it after the thing. And so New Year's resolutions is just like that calendar point where everybody's been stuck for so many years. And I, I, can I go ahead and give them the first tip? Can I go ahead and give them the first? Ooh, let's get in, man. I'm, I'm ready. The first thing we're going to do differently is we're going to set an, an intention. 
I'm really big on intention setting. If you don't know why you're going to do something, the likelihood of you doing it is slim to none. People always, people always want to focus on the how. Like, you, like the, you know, hey, how do I do this, Jay? How do I do this? My question is always, well, why do you want to do that? Because if your why and your intention is not in the appropriate, you know, brain work and framework, the how doesn't even matter. Like, I mean, let me ask you. So you, you don't make resolutions anymore. Let's just say that you wanted to lose, you wanted to lose weight or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, if I put, if I put, I always use this analogy. If I put a donut on a plate and mm-hmm. I put a kale salad in front of you and I said for a million dollars, which one is just healthier? Which one is a better decision? Would you be a million dollars richer? Definitely. Yes. Every single time. So it's not that we don't know what to do. It's not that we don't know how to do it. We just can't get our brain to figure out why it's important enough to us to, to start to do it. So my first step, guys, is I want you to spend some time with your intention. And that is, why is this year going to be different? Why is this year going to be something that you've never done before? And don't really focus on the outcome in and of itself. Just focus on the importance of why it's important to make that statement. And then I want you to make an intention statement. I want you to write down why this is important to you. It's scientifically proven that when you write something down, your brain and your body get a connection to it. And the likelihood of you following through on it are just tenfold. Jay, okay, so can, can we role play a little bit? We can do anything you want to do. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, so and, and let's let's remove the hundred pound thing because I don't think many people that are listening are in the yeah. hundred pound thing. I mean, yeah. maybe maybe you are, and that that's cool. But but just to kind of break it down to to make it a little bit whatever. So let's say it, it's twenty pounds. So you're not saying the intention isn't I want to lose twenty pounds, right? Huh. The, the 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 intention has to be something different than that. Well, yeah, the intention is like, is, is what's the, what's the, what's the purpose in losing that 25 pounds? Is it, are you, are you struggling to, to perform your job at a high level? Let's, let's say you do what you guys do. And if you're 25 pounds overweight, it's like holding that five pound hairdryer for all day long, right? You're, you're holding that 25 pounds overweight. And now at the end of the day, your knees are blown out and you feel like you, you know, you can't even take another step. And let's say you've got kids and your kid wants to go outside and play ball or play catch or do something and you're like, hey, little dude, I, I can't because my knees are blown out. I got to sit on the right. couch. Next thing you know, sitting on the couch turns into going to sleep early, no time with the kids. So why is it important to you to make this weight loss you know, intention? Why is it important? It's funny that you said that because my wife literally sent me a text this morning of my grandson and said, this is why we are, you know, we stay in shape. 100%. Mm-hmm. It's because of him. So we can do and play and do all the great things that you know what i mean that we did with our children now we can do with him that's awesome you're exactly right that's spot on and as as we're getting we talked about this a little bit before jay jumped on but you know as as i've gotten older like it's no longer about a six-pack it's no longer about big pecs or big it's just to be functional you know now that i'm in my 50s like i'm trying to be functional now i'm trying to be functional at a higher level than the the most 50 year olds but but it really is just to be functional. It really is like, you know, I have a grandson who's two years old. Well, in, in the next 10 years, when he's 12, I want to go out there and play ball with him. Right. You know, because I'm going to be 12 years older, too. Right. And, that, and now I'm in like my my early to mid 60s at this point. And like, I still want to be, you know, functional. So so I can hang out with him. Yeah, I'm just like you. I think I mean, I'm 46 and I think about longevity. I want to I want to play. My, my sole goal is to play again tomorrow. So that's when I'm when I'm training, when I'm working out, when I'm eating. Like what is gonna what is gonna fuel me to be able to play at a high level tomorrow? And play is just whatever we want to do, you know, whether it's right. hiking or or you know, doing anything, playing with grandkids. It's it's all up to you. And I use I use simple little little mantras for myself. It's like I just ask myself, is this gonna fuel me or is it gonna fail me? Mm. It's really it's really one of two things, right? Right. And if you if you break if I break down my decision making process with food into those two simple things, Jay, is this going to fuel you or is this going to fail you? And listen, not every decision is going to be fuel you, right? Like we're going to eat the donut sometimes because it's a donut, and who doesn't want to eat the donut? Donuts are delicious. Yeah, hundred percent. But the key is, if you make more fuel decisions than you do fail decisions, you win at the end of the day. Like that's how you create longevity. Right. I love that. I love that. Every time I look at something now, that's exactly what I'm going to see. Is this going to fuel me or oh. is it going to fail me? Yeah. 100%. That's exactly what I was thinking about. <laughs> and it's so easy to think that way too, right? If you just look at this and, and you don't, here's what people get. They get carried away with this. They think I have to make the right decision every single time. I'm going to, let me just get that off the table. 
you're a human and you won't. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. I mean, I'm, I do this for a living. Like I have to be able, I have to be fit 24, seven, 365 year round. And I don't make the right decision every time guys. So don't put that kind of pressure on yourself. Look at, I, I like to look at everything from a business perspective and you guys will probably get this and everybody listening. I mean, you're, we're all in business, right? If you think about it as like a bank account, the more, the more checks you put in the bank, the more money you have, the more times you go to the ATM, stick that card in and put that digit in and the cash comes out, the less you have. So if you look at this from a bank, from a business perspective, you just want to make more positive, you know, deposits than you do negative withdrawals. And then at the end of the month, you're good. But if you make more negative, if you, if you take more money out than you have, you go bankrupt and then you're out of business. You do the same thing to your body by making those simple decisions, fuel versus fail. You don't want to bankrupt your body. So. So let's talk about, since you brought it up for your own sale, what are your thoughts on like uh, supplements and and protein and those type of things to, to fuel? You know what? I'm, I, this is a great question. I started in the supplement industry when I was about 20 years old. And so I've been, I've been behind the scenes of every major supplement company on the planet. I started working for the largest one in the industry at that age. So I've seen the, I know what happens in the manufacturing process, the labeling process, ingredients, you name it. And I'll say this, there's some really great high quality supplements out there, but about 90% of them aren't even worth you taking. They're actually doing you more harm than good. I've got my own line of supplements that I don't even talk about. I created them for me personally, because I got so sick of having to buy things off the shelf that were harming me more than they were helping me. And so just know, you know, being having the connections in the industry, I'm able to create my own supplements. I sell them to my private clients because I want them to have access to that. Mm-hmm. But the difference is this. If you go into a GNC or a major store and you look at the back of a label, it's going to have about 20 to 30 ingredients on it. You'll be able to pronounce one to two of those things. Most of them are chemicals that are made in a lab that are produced to help, you know, fill it up with binders and fillers and all the things like, it's no different than, than, than hair care, I'm sure. Right. I'm sure there's really high quality things that have really efficacious or, or active ingredients that you need. And then there's stuff that just has a little pixie dusting of the latest and greatest, and it's not going to do your hair any good. So supplements are really the same way. And I think the key word is supplement. A lot of people use them as a, there's an, I'll tell you this, there's no pill or potion or lotion that is going to do what it is that you want it to do. It might help supplement you. Like, I think everybody should take vitamin C. I think everybody should take vitamin D. I think everybody should be on an omega-3 fatty acid. Other than that, it's really up to you what you think you might need. And that's all predicated on, are you a high-level athlete? Are you someone who has a deficiency in a certain level of your blood markers? It really, I, I like to get really technical with it. So people ask me that question all the time. Jay, what supplements should I take? And I'm like, we need to have a much deeper conversation. With you. <laughs> right. you know what I mean? And so yeah. I think we have to look at it from that perspective. What do you think about um, on this note? What do you think about um, like protein shakes and stuff like that? I, I think they're great if you need them. I think they're great if it, if it fits, if it works with your lifestyle. Not yeah. everybody has the lifestyle or the desire to have whole food with them 24-7, 365. Let's, let's, use, um, let's use a hairdresser for an example. If you're behind the chair all day long, your client does not want you eating salmon with a little bit of broccoli <laughs> so, right, as, you're, as you're cutting their hair. Like, that's just not an option for you. Nobody, nobody in the salon wants you put in the microwave either. No. It smells the place out. Yeah. You're going to get kicked out. And so I, I look at that as a, as, as a situation where it's a necessity because I would rather you be able to, to, to sneak in the break room and, and hit a quick little 30 gram protein shake as opposed to not eating any food or fuel for the whole day. So my wife's an esthetician. So same thing. I deal, you know, I deal with this all the time. She'll come home and say, I haven't eaten all day. And I'm like, I do this for a living. What do you mean you haven't eaten all day? Right. <laughs> and so, me. yeah, you, what are you doing? Yeah, come on. And so I think for purposes like that, I think they're necessary. I think they're necessary. You know what I mean? And so that's the perfect example of, of the word supplement. You're using that to supplement your lifestyle because your lifestyle doesn't allow for you to sit down and have a full meal during lunch. That's awesome. All right. So my intentions are strong. 
I want to be there for my kids. I want to be there yep. for my friends. I want to be there. So at the end of a Saturday, I don't want to cut my feet off. So you got yep. your why. You got your why. So you got your why. So, so, so what's next on the list? This one's, this one's the one that's going to sting a little bit because uh, the, the intention's easy, right? Because I can do that by myself. Like I can, I can tell myself I'm going to do all these things. We all do that, right? Today, you know, today I'm going to go blah. Here's the next big thing. The next big thing is you've got to make a declaration. And I'm big on public declarations. And I'm going to give you a couple of reasons why. When we don't make the declaration, I mean, we're accountable to ourselves. And there's, I've, I know a lot of people. I know guys from like Navy SEALs to NFL players um, to you name it, the highest level of athletes you can ever imagine. Every one of them has somebody that they're accountable to. And they're at the highest level of the game. It's because humans, we need accountability. We need support. So what a declaration does is it takes you off of autopilot. Because, I mean, if you make this intention, you'll do okay for three or four days. But then the first time it gets, it gets hairy, you're going to say, well, nobody knows. Like right. I wrote a whole chapter in my first book, and it's what you do in the dark. That's really what matters, right? What you do in the dark when nobody's watching is really how you make these massive changes in life. So with the declaration, what that does is that shines a light on what it is you said you're going to do. Have you, are you guys familiar with the Spartan race at all? Like the, you know, the, they go out and they run and jump through fires and blah, blah, yeah. blah. So the, the founder of that is, is a buddy of mine. And he used to have this thing called the death race. And it was like a 24 hour, I mean, just the most insane things you could ever hear of. Jay, is this the one that was in Tennessee? Um, he's done them in Tennessee before. He's actually from Vermont, but he's actually done some of them in Tennessee as well. Um, his name is Joe DeSena. So Joe had this thing called the death race. And it was probably for like, um, you know, he'd get 20 people to sign up for this thing because it's just the worst thing ever. But nobody would show up. They would all sign up. They would pay their entry fees. And on race day, it would be him and like two people. <laughs> he'd be like, where's everybody at? And what he realized was that the idea behind the death race was really cool at first. It's like a New Year's, it's like a New Year's resolution. It sounds amazing. I'm going to lose 50 pounds. But when it actually comes time to do the work to lose 50 pounds, it's not that sexy. It's not that fun. So everybody wanted to talk about, I'm going to do the death race, but they wouldn't show up when the race came. And so what he, what he made one of the requirements for, this was back when, when people used to read the newspaper. If you signed up, you would have to take a full page ad out in your local newspaper. Ooh. Basically, you telling all your local friends where you live, hey, Jay Nixon is going to do the death race on this day. This is what it looks like. This is how I'm going to do. You had to make a public declaration. Once he made them do that, everybody showed up. Wow. wow. It's something about the human brain. When you tell people I'm doing this, there's a, there's a greater likelihood that you're, I mean, think about it. When you, when you tell each other like, Hey man, I'm going to be here at this time. Do you show up? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Jay, you might want of to course. talk to your assistant. Of course you do. Exactly. <laughs> oh, perfect, perfect example. Perfect example. It's supposed to be a fun show guy. What are you doing? <laughs> so, so is that why, I, I mean, I guess this is a question and a statement at the same time, but, but, you know, that's why like, like, like group workouts are, are so successful because now, oh. even though, you know, you, you just, you just have people that are depending on just to see your face, right. Just to kind of see your face. And, and, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big uh, Peloton proponent. Um, and, and I, I, when people ask me about Peloton and yes, I'm that guy, I'm going to talk about the Peloton because if you have one, you have to talk about having a Peloton, but it, Peloton's in this amazing thing where they've, they've mastered the, uh, the, the motivation sequence right like they they've they've mastered the motivation uh side of the game you know yeah i have a client because you know they and, and it's funny because peloton has moved to like like facebook groups yeah and so they and they let people compete right so they put you a part of a a group and you don't even know who's in your group right there might be 20 of you and there's like 10 groups and uh but you um doing your part you know, gives you points. So if you don't do your part, you let your whole team down and you fall down the ranks, right? It's genius. So yeah, which is brilliant yeah. because it, you're right. Because now that they join this group, they're part, so they have to be accountable to the rest of the people that they said they're going to be a part of. And and so she says she bikes every day now just to make sure she doesn't fail her group. That's it, man. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm staring at my Peloton right now. I have one in my office that I, I ride in between meetings and, and stuff like that. Just 
I do it for therapy. I think it's fantastic. Like it just clears my brain and I think it's amazing. I love it. Okay. So, so how does, if, if, how would you recommend that people make a public declaration? Yeah. I mean, you know, and so uh, there's going to be, there's always pushback on the declaration, right? People are like, well, yeah. I don't want to tell, I don't want to tell Facebook because that's too, that's too much. So I think there's layers of declaration. Some people are, are out there. They're like, I'm telling everybody. Yeah. Right? They'll tell the mailman, like, hey, guess what I'm doing? <laughs> um, he's like, hey, cool lady. I appreciate it. Like, you're creeping me out. So I think you have to start where, I think you have to start where you are. So it, at the very minimalist part of that, you've got to have a group of people. Maybe it's you two could make the declaration to each other. That's a good example. Like an accountability buddy. I'll tell you what happens there. We usually choose an accountability buddy that's kind of like us. And what that means is they know our outs and they know how to let us off the hook because they're a buddy. Like you don't want to hurt your buddy's feelings. Like you don't want to hold your buddy's feet to the fire. So for me, it's always finding somebody who's on a little bit of a rung up to where I'm trying to get to. And that's where I would make my declarations with. I'd find a group of people or at least one person that's a little more savage about the goal than I am. And then they're going to hold me accountable to that goal. And then it goes all the way up to like Facebook groups and your local gym or, you know, like you, your personal Facebook page, if you're the kind of person that likes to go all out there. So I think there's different levels and I think you have to feel comfortable in that, but I'll tell you why people usually don't make the declaration is because it allows you an out. Right. And so that declaration kind of takes the out off of the table. And so that that's really, that's why it's so important. You know, that is so true. As you're, as you're saying this, uh, my wife and my daughter, my daughter, uh, you know, she's a health wellness expert, as well, not expert, but she's in that health and wellness field. Yeah. Uh, and so she's constantly giving me, a, giving me a, a hard time, right? She goes, Dad, you got, you know, you got to stay young. You got to stay healthy. You got, so she's on my back. So, you know, if I ever made a declaration to her, Oh, oh my goodness. My, my life would hey, give me your phone. I'm about to send her a text for you. <laughs> but you know what? I think that's what I'm going to do because that's probably exactly if I don't do it, I always have that out. I'm always using that out. You know what I mean? I, you know, of course I'm going to get started. I'm going to get started next week. You know what I mean? I, I'm constantly doing that. Yeah. And so by you just saying that it really kind of put a spotlight in my head of showing me what I am and what, what I do all the time. And it's so true. And it usually can't be your husband or wife, right? Because that there's a, there's an internal conflict that you want to avoid there. And so yeah. you're not usually going to do really well in that scenario. And it's usually challenging if it's like a best friend as well, especially for females, because females struggle to like, you don't want to hurt your best friend's feelings, right? Like you want them to continue to be your best friend. This requires someone who can tell you the, the objective and brutal truth, even on when you don't want to hear it. I think I'm going to send Skyla a text. Yeah. She <laughs> like, would be dude. brutal too. Yeah, she would. <laughs> your butt, man. She's already kicked your butt a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. Um, okay. So we've made the declaration. Yep. Bro, we're going to do this. You know, what, what, what's our next phase? Yeah. My last step to this is simply as this. So, along this journey, you're going to be alone a lot. And so you're going to have to get comfortable with that uncomfortable nature of, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm on this road. And sometimes there's nobody inside, right? I did, but you got to keep walking. So what I get my clients to do is I get them to create an action, what I call an action activator. So some people will call this like a mantra. Some people call it like, you know, it could be a word. It could be a phrase. I've got several of them that I use. If you, if you guys will start to pay attention if you ever watch any high level speakers or if you ever watch um, athletes are really the same way, they're very ritualistic, but you'll watch, if you watch baseball, a lot of the baseball players, before they get in the batter's box, they'll do something very ritualistic with a batting glove or they'll tap the plate three times. Um, you'll see football players do certain things with their, you know, their hands. Um, I do a lot of public speaking. So I see a lot of speakers and, and they'll, they have these triggers that, activate their brain to go into this place of action. So I call it an action activator. Um, I've got several of them. So for me, I use, I, I have this vision of my future self and I call him the champ and I'm never where he is. He's always a little bit better than me. Mm -hmm. So in the middle of one of my workouts, I will have conversations. This sounds crazy. People watch me work out. They're like, this guy's on something. <laughs> but uh, if, you know, when you get to that, 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 
place of, of filthiness where you want to quit, I simply just, I, I'll ask myself verbally, I'll say, what, you know, what would the champ do in this situation? Because he's already ahead of you. you know, he's right. already winning. So I've got to keep going if I ever want to get to that next level. And then I've got other ones that I use, like my, my action activator for this year is, um, is HWPO. So it's hard work pays off. So anytime I get into a situation where it's like, ah, oh, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that tomorrow. Like, that's not what, that's not the HWPO lifestyle. Like HWPO means hard work pays off. And that means I'm going to do it right now. So I just use little triggers like that. And it's scientifically proven that that activates the portion of your brain that is the action center, meaning you need to take action once you've been triggered to take that action. This is amazing. And I got to tell you, you just validated me so much. I've never really used like the champ analogy or the champ person, because to me, I have a real person that, that I'm that I'm chasing yeah. to. And it's myself, right? I'm, I'm chasing myself, but I've never used it like for fitness, but I've always used it about like other lifestyle type stuff. Totally. You know, you know, if I do this action right now, does that person that I'm chasing, is this a success route to him? Right. Yes. Um, which is so crazy. Actually, uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey talked about this a little bit on his um, on on when he his Oscar acceptance. He talked about he's always chasing himself. He's always yeah. chasing himself 10 years down the road. And this is something that I don't even know how I came up with it, but I came up with it one day. And it, that's who I chase. You know, am I being a better man? You know, am I being that man? you know, it, by the actions that I do today. And, and we've talked a little bit about it, about my, 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 uh, my idea of giving and, yeah. and how, and, and how always, I'm always in a give, I'm always in a give mode, not in a, an investment mode. So if I do something for you, there's not this expectation that I need anything back from it. I don't need a thank you for it. I don't need this for it. I don't need any of it because I did it as a gift, if that makes uh, sense. Yeah. So the second that I'm thinking about the easiest one, and we've brought it up a couple of times on the podcast is if I hold the door open for somebody and they don't say thank you, then that used to irritate me, right? That used to be like, man, come on, you can't say thank you. You know, this is my internal talk. But now when I go, man, you couldn't, I stop myself and I go, I opened the door just to be a better person in society. Right. It was it was always intended as a gift. So there's yeah. not, there's no longer that investment that I need to thank you back. So anyway, so you, you have validated me because I had this little guy myself that I chase all the time. How can I be a better me? You know, and I, I chase this guy. I've never done it for fitness though. And that's really, the, 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 I'm, I'm going yeah, to, now, now to see him just jump into that lane. So yeah. that, <laughs> he totally did. He huh? totally yeah. did. And I love hard work pays off. Yeah. You know what I, it does? That is strong. Yeah. You know, I kind of came up with that because I my, one of my thoughts is like, I always want to be the hardest worker in the room. Mm -hmm. I never want to be the smartest guy in the room, but I always want to be the hardest worker. Mm -hmm. And if you're that guy, you'll always get ahead in life, right? Because that, that's the guy that, I mean, that's the guy that if I'm looking around for somebody to be on my team, I don't necessarily need the smartest guy or the most talented guy. Most of the time, I'll take the guy who's willing to do the things that those two guys won't want to do. Because that's right. how you're going to get further in life. And that's really who I want to be is I want to be the guy who's willing to do the things that most people won't do. He wants to be Dennis Rodman, man. Just want to go well, in there and not, box maybe, maybe not that level of walking. <laughs> I mean, everybody's got limitations. <laughs> you know what? A, a mantra that I use a lot is um is from you know Jocko Willick. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so uh, Jocko, he tells a story about like how his, uh, you know, the people that were under him in his leadership, they would come to him and his, no matter what they came, what complaint they came, his answer was always the same, and that was good. I know. Good. Like, oh, oh, I'm having a bad day. Good. good. You know, yeah. like oh, my wife and I are fighting. Good. You know, because 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 whatever is happening is making a stronger you. And I use it all the time. And we talked about the Peloton before, you know, if you're doing those like heavy climbs and stuff and you're just on fire, you know, whenever I start to like whenever I go, I don't know if you do this, Jay, but, you know, you kind of reach down and you put your hand over the uh, over the knob to release some weight there. Yeah. And I just hesitate above it. And I just say, good, you know, yeah. just keep pumping. Good. You know, and, and, and it keeps me it keeps me like I, I'm here. The, the good is, is that I am here, right? That's the good out of it. And there, there's genius behind that. That is, that is 100. I'm a big lover of, of human psychology. So what that does is if you think about, like when people are telling you like a, like a, a situation that's been a struggle, what are, what are 99% of, of people do? They're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Or, oh, that sounds so horrible. Or, oh. So we're, we're programmed and triggered to, to look for that and to seek that out. So all Jocko's doing is he's reframing your, he's re reframing your brain to know the next time that happens, good. And then you won't look at it the same way you looked at it the last time. 
And that's really how we get everywhere in life. Like when, when you get somebody, this is why I like I'm a big, I'm, I believe everything's 80 to 90% psychology and about 10 to 20% mechanics. Meaning mechanics, you have the, I can, the best mechanics in the world, but if my psychology and my mindset's garbage, when adversity pops up, I'm going to break down. And when I break down, I'm going to fall back to my, my level of training or my level of, of, of awesomeness. And if my psychology is not where it needs to be, it's, I'm not going to be strong enough to get back to that place. And so that's all Jocko's doing is he's rewiring their brain so that the next time that the suck comes, mm-hmm. they're like, this wasn't even that bad. Right. And, and you understand too, that the big thing too, is like when, when, when you're in the struggle and you want to relieve the struggle, right? Like, like there's greatness on the other side of that struggle. And, and, and oh. what you just said is that, is that when you get to the other side of your struggle, you, you do say, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. You know, I'm still here. I'm still, and matter of fact, it's better, right? Because now you, you, you've accomplished something. And, 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 and that's, I mean, listen, that's been my journey at least. Oh, I agree with you hundred percent. I think that's, that's, I always tell people it's, it's on the other side of the adversity that you're going to find all the things that you, that you're really looking for. Mm. Dude, I'm, yeah, that's awesome, dude. I'm uh, I'm gonna make the declaration on this podcast right now, brother. Oh, let's hear. You know what I mean, yeah, 2021. I'm. What's all, your intention? All right, my why is to 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 be able to stay healthy and fit, to be able to do the things with my grandson. That if I I know if I continue on the route that I'm at going right now, mm-hmm. that in a couple of, in, in, in a few years, I'm going to be uh, a lot slower. You know what I mean? I'm going to be uh, hurting. I know that uh, already my joints are already aching. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So my declaration is that I'm just going to get better and stronger to be with him and and do the things that I know I can do with him that I can't do in, in a couple of years if I can keep on the path I'm at. All right. I'm if that's a declaration or can, not, I don't can, know. But that, that's something like a declaration right. to me. I mean, yeah. sure. Can I break your balls a little bit? A hundred percent, brother. Maybe I'll get uh, Jay to kind of support me in here. I All give right. you guys permission. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. All right. So, so like Tony said earlier, he's an all or nothing guy, right? Yeah. So that means when he's bench pressing, he's pushing 400 pounds, you know, until he injures himself and then he can't do it anymore. So, right. so Jay, we got to get some clarity into Tony's head that, that it's okay to, it's okay to step back and fitness isn't about pushing the hardest that you can push when it comes to that kind of stuff. But it's just about being, like I said, my goals are to be more functional. Right. Cause I do have a shoulder injury from lifting yeah. and I haven't lifted since because you know what I mean? That it, like, if I can't, if I can't, like you said, lift the whole thing, I don't want to lift. What's the purpose of lifting? Yeah. How can I get change that mindset? One hundred percent. I that this is this is the this is one of the biggest issues that I have to overcome with with a new client. Is it there? It's all or nothing, or black or white, or however you want to look at it. In you've got to start to you've got to start to look at things differently, right? So back when we were in our young maybe 18, 19 years old, you know, you, know, you can go in there and throw four hundred pounds on the bench press and go to work at it. Like your goals are not, your goals aren't any different, right? You want to be strong. You want to be fit. You want to be healthy. You want to do all of those things. But it's like we talked about earlier, like there's not a linear path to those anymore. Like you can't just go and get on the bench press. Like the other little things that you need to be doing are so much more beneficial than actually sitting down on the bench press and doing that heavy lift. So you've got to start to find the joy in the process instead of just the outcome. Like right now you're uber outcome focused and that's what all black and white thinkers are all all or nothing thinkers are. It's like, if I can't have that, then I don't want anything. But if you really think about how you got to the level of that, let's just use the 400 pound bench press as an example. You didn't walk into the gym, put 400 pounds on the bench press the first day, get under it and put it up. Like it would have crushed you. Right. You have to think about that, that path that you took to get there. And that path wasn't linear either. Like you didn't incrementally every day go in and get stronger there were there was there was peaks where you got stronger, and then there was times you could went in, you couldn't even put 225 on the bar. And so you've got to get comfortable going through and fall in love with that process again. And in in the falling in love with the process, that's where you're gonna find all of the magic. And then you're gonna realize that what's the what's the benefit of that 400 pound bench press? Like what is that really providing you in the in the game that the declaration that you said that you want? Zero. I mean, unless your grandson weighs 400 pounds. <laughs> and, and you need to pick him up 
and he's a big, he's big boned. But, <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Like you've got to, so your, your purpose isn't to lift 400 pounds anymore. Your purpose is longevity. You just got to shift the way your brain's thinking. A hundred percent. I mean, and you're spot on and I know that. And so please, I give you permission to, to ball boss. Definitely. Well, and I'll Are, throw myself into the ring too. If you find yourself doing that, you, re, I mean, reach out to me. Like we will, I mean, I think corrective communication and that all that is, is just a simple conversation, right? Like you being like, Hey man, like, I don't feel like doing this anymore because of this. We just give you, we just re it's, it's like the GPS analogy. Like if we, if we're going, let's, let's say we all want to go to Vegas and we're in the car, we're driving to Vegas and we get somewhere and they're like, Oh, there's a, there's an accident. You've got to take this route instead. I mean, we're not going to look at you like, let's just go back home. It's going down. Yeah, it's going down. And so that, that's how you got to start thinking. So we're just going to reroute you a little bit instead of having you stop and turn around and go back the other way. Mm. Love that, man. Yeah. So, so let's talk about, let's get into it then, you know, because we, when we all start this new uh, declaration or, or, yeah. you know, let's get out of the resolution mindset, but, you know, we want to start these like latest and greatest uh, diets or fads, like the keto diet. I mean, are those, how, I mean, where, where do you find success when it comes to like, and I put this in quotations for everybody in these, in these, in these diets, and I don't want to call yeah. them fad diets because I don't want to put anyone's thoughts out there, but, but when it comes to nutrition, how do we tackle this? Great question. So I am not, I, the, the D word is one of my least favorite words in the business. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's, it's set up to fail, you know, and I'll give you a few examples of why, why I believe that. Um, it's all really based on predicated on the lack of, of psychology and the lack of, of the changing of behaviors. Most diets, and I'll say most, cause I don't, I don't like to, to stereotype and put everybody in there, but let, let's just use the ketogenic diet, for example. It's super popular right now. It's super sexy. Like it's everywhere. Like everything's labeled keto friendly, keto this, keto that. All the ketogenic diet is, is the Atkins diet from back in the late early nineties or eighties or whenever that was. It's been repackaged, rebranded, and, you know, just sexified a little bit for 2020 marketing standards. It's not a sustainable formula. Like it's not sustainable long-term. And that's where I find that these, we'll call it, we'll use the D word just for lack of, and a better word to use, this is where diets go wrong. And this is where diets fail eventually everyone, because you're not going to eat 60 to 70% of your nutritional intake from fat for the rest of your life. You just won't do it. Like it will get to a place in space where you're just like, screw this. It's not worth it. The same thing with any diet, with the paleo diet, with the carnivore diet, with whatever it is, eventually it's going to break down on you because they're not sustainable formulas. And so when I look at setting up a, a lifestyle nutritional program for someone, it's got to fit within the confines of what they, what are your, what is your outcome? Like, what do you want? What do you want to do? So I think the keto, the keto thing is, is great for like really quick, like, you know, reversing of a metabolism issue that maybe you've been heavy carb for a long time. You can definitely do that, but it's going to break down on you. So I find that all diets have a failing point. And the perfect example is this, and we'll use the the WW or whatever they call it now, where you go in and you get points and like, you know, a sausage is worth three points and cake is worth 11 and a salad. Right. this like, nobody's doing that forever. And I'll tell you what happens. Client walks through my door and they're the first words out of their mouth are Jay. I've tried everything. And I'm like, well, everything's a big word. Let's just walk through that a little bit. And they'll list them all, right? They'll list all the ones we see on TV. And then I'll say, well, how many times have you done that? That one where, the celebrity told you, you know, this is how you're going to lose weight. And they're like, oh, like the last like seven, this will be my, my 17th time. And wow. I just pause and I'm like, you're going to say, you're going to do it again. And right. they're like, yeah. And I'm like, why? And they're like, well, because I don't know what else to do. And so that's what we talked about earlier. It's, it's a $5 billion industry. We've never been more confused. We've never been more overwhelmed and we've never been more overweight. And it's because we're all the information is driven by marketers. It's not driven by people who really have a vested interest in your, in your health. Like the dairy industry, at the end of the day, I'm sure there are beautiful, amazing people, but their livelihood is not predicated on whether you're healthy or not. It's predicated on how much milk you buy. And that goes for the, the cereal industry and every industry out there. And so 
It's like we I, we joked earlier. Like, has anybody ever seen a broccoli commercial? The answer is no. Right? You've never seen a commercial for green beans because those aren't profitable business ventures to go into, and people don't want to eat bro- broccoli and green beans, and so. We get marketed to the things that we're addicted to, which is all sugar-based things. And that's where the revolving door of, of you know, the, the roller coaster diet comes into play. So whether you're keto or paleo or any of the new sexiest thing that comes out in the magazine or online, until you get your psychology right around why it is, kind of like what we're talking about, the solution instead of a resolution of why you're going to do what you're going to do. When the breakdown happens, you're going to go back to what you've always done. And what you've always done has gotten you where you always are. And that's why most people are still stuck. Mm. I feel like I'm at church. Preach, baby. So (laughs) I I kind of want to get into like a little bit more detail as far as like, you know, what your philosophies are about food intake. But but before we do that, um, another big big trend um, that people are talking about is intermittent fasting. Um, Mm -hmm. What can, can we break down? First of all, I don't really, I mean, I, I understand it that like, you know, you fast for a certain amount of hours each day. Um, so, you know, what are your thoughts about that? Do you find success with that and whatever? Yeah. You know, so in your all, court. all intermittent fasting is, is a, your, your time-based eating, meaning you're going to fast for X amount of hours and then you're going to have a feeding window that opens up for X amount of hours. The, the main like intermittent fasting windows would be a 16 hour fast with an eight hour feeding window. And so the theory behind it is that if you can give your body that 16 hours to not have to digest food, it can then do all of the other things that it's designed to do. Hormone balancing, repair, rejuvenation. You have to think about it like this, like the body has a finite amount of energy to do all the things it needs to do within a daily timeframe. And if, if we're eating from the moment we get up until the moment we go to bed, a lot of that energy is expended inside of the digestionary process. And so the theory behind intermittent fasting is you're just basically giving your body these longer windows to do the other things. The side effect of that is usually some kind of weight loss because it, the things that happen in that rebalancing are blood sugar balancing. So I'm a big believer in your blood sugar is, is kind of like the holy grail of, of weight loss versus weight gain. Mm-hmm. If you can keep your blood sugar in a reasonable rate, in a reasonable um, level, you're not going to go into what's called, and I don't want to get super nerdy and scientific, but there's a process called glycation. And basically what glycation is, is when you eat something that's really high in sugar, your insulin, I mean, your, your pancreas has to secrete insulin into your blood to get your blood sugar down to that certain baseline. That's, it's, that's your body's number one job is homeostasis. It doesn't care about your thighs or your love handles, it wants that blood sugar back down to a homeostasis level. What happens when the the pancreas can't secrete enough insulin into the bloodstream anymore is the liver opens up in a process called glycation. And that's, think of the liver as like a giant sponge. And the liver will then start to take those sugar molecules and store them as fat. It's why now in our country, we have a thing called fatty, fatty liver disease. Up until about 20 years ago, there was no such thing. The only people that had fatty livers were alcoholics. So now they had to create a new um, like medical diagnosis, which is non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Wow. And that is predicated on strictly nutrition. And the way they found it is they started found it in children. Kids started having fatty livers. Oh, no. And these doctors were like, this doesn't make any sense. I know this kid's not hammering Jack Daniels. <laughs> we, got a, we got a situation this is how they came to the, 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 the realization that it's the process of that glycationary process that goes on with the blood sugar. And so back to the intermittent fasting question, if you're someone who's struggling with a blood sugar imbalance, meaning you're addicted to sugar and you're having those types of things, I think it can be really helpful to get you to a place of blood sugar balancing because you're not consistently consuming, um, high, I call it carbohydrate intoxication. If you can stay out of carbohydrate intoxication, which is when that liver doesn't have to do the thing I just described it doing, mm-hmm. the likelihood of you losing weight and maintaining the normal weight are, are way higher. Now, intermittent fasting doesn't work for everybody, though, especially on the female side. There's actually some scientific studies that show that it can be disruptive to the hormone cycle, meaning the female menstrual cycle. So if you're a female and you're thinking about intermittent fasting, I would, I would definitely get with a, a professional before I did 
so that you can make sure that you're not disrupting your, your hormone cycle to a level or a degree. And that's not every female. It's not a blanket statement. It doesn't work. It doesn't disrupt everyone's. Mm -hmm. Depending on where you fall in that spectrum of, of your hormone cycles, it could be disruptive for you, though. So I always make that recommendation. Well, you said you said uh, check with an expert. Are you, is it like would that be like a dietitian? Would that be like like who can help you out with that? I think it runs the gamut. So you're gonna find that um, you're gonna find that a lot of, of medical doctors don't really have enough information about intermittent fasting to have an intelligent conversation. So I like to team and partner, meaning if I have a client that um, wants to do intermittent fasting, I like to bring their, their doctor into the fold and say, hey, this is what we're thinking about doing. Could you run a hormone panel on Susie's Q? Let's right. figure out where she's at. Let's try this for a 30-day period if you're on board with me. Let's retest, see where the hormones are at, see if we've got an issue or see if we've got a home run. So I believe in like partnering with a physician um, and because I, I think that's where you're going to get the best bang for your buck is because if you think about this, and I, I use this analogy all the time, you don't want your, you don't care if your brain, your brain surgeon knows about the carbohydrates versus fat versus keto versus guido versus any of that stuff. You want him to be able to open that brain, fix that brain and put you back together. So a lot of doctors don't have a really deep knowledge of nutrition because that's not their expertise. You know what I mean? Right. That makes so, total sense. Completely. Yeah. Right? And it's not their fault. Like they don't need, like I said, I don't, I don't care if my brain surgeon can help me lose weight. I want him right. to fix my brain. <laughs> I want my heart surgeon to fix my heart. It's like right. I don't need my car to my CPA. Right. 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 So you, you got to know who you're dealing with, but I do believe in the partnering of, you know, of different um, experts in your area, because that's when you're going to get the best, the best results when you can get a team of people together. I'm big on teamwork. That is awesome. 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 Jay, we've got a lot of knowledge that we, uh, we have to absorb now. Speaking about fatty livers, my fatty liver's got a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of knowledge to, to absorb here. But Jay, if, um, how do people find you or how can they get in touch with you or, or, you know, how do we do all that? Yeah, the, the, easiest, the easiest thing to do is if you just go to thriveforeverfit.com, that's my website. All right. my social media is there. I have free Facebook groups where I do these things for free, no charge. I'll, I answer people's questions all day long because my big thing is I want to disrupt people's old school ways of thinking. I want to inspire them to think differently. And then most importantly, I want to give them the tools they can use to transform into the person that they really deserve and desire to be. So thriveforeverfit.com. You can follow me on any social media and I'm super active guys. My purpose in life is one thing and that is to help people not suffer. So if you're suffering from anything that, that you believe I could be a resource for, I'm, I'm kind of like you, like I'm a giver, like I give, 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 and I don't, I don't, I don't look to get. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Before we get out, though, real quick, though, uh, uh, I, I mentioned at the at the top of the podcast that that you are Schedulicity brethren. So, yes. uh, so, so Schedulicity actually, like, I didn't realize that that you were able to use it outside of our industry, but you're you're one of the ones that are using it outside of the hair industry. Oh yeah, I love it. I mean, you know, Jerry's like my brother. I love him to death. I wish I could hug him right now. Um, yes, I've been using Schedulicity for years. I mean, forever. Like I said, my, my wife is an esthetician, so we've been in the Schedulicity game for, for a long, long time. But yeah, I use it in the health and fitness space. It's how I book my classes. It's how I book my one-on-one -on -one sessions. I book podcasts through it. I use it for pretty, it's kind of like my essential um, scheduling system for everything. So it's fitness professionals, yoga instructors, everybody. It's great for us as well. Hey, when you do, when you do your podcast through there, um, like, is it, cause in, in schedule, there's like a, there's, there's like a class section, like you can book mm -hmm. classes on there. Is that, is that, is that where you use it through? Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll set up a class and the class is podcasts, you know, and, and I'll be in it. And that way I can put all of the details and instructions and everything in there so that whoever I'm going to have on can get the reminder straight, just like they do for the schedule city haircut appointment. You know what I mean? And it, it just brings it, it, it simplifies my life when I'm doing it that way. Cause it keeps everything as we know. I mean, I've got a bit of a calendar issue from time to time. <laughs> um, so it simplifies my life. Um, when, when I do it that way. Love it. All right. Harris, she's going to, yeah, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to hook that up. That's awesome. 
Mr. J. Nixon, dude, the knowledge is crazy. Thank you very much. Um, I'm going to put this out like like I think we I think we bring them back in you know three or four to six months or something. I, I oh, mean, yeah. I have so many so many questions. And and if you're listening to this and and you have questions, you know, reach out to Jay or 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 you know, send us a DM too. Even if you reach out to Jay, because if we get more information, then you know yeah. we can bring him back and we can hit him up with questions. But you know, yep. listen, Jay's a, is very much an open book about fitness and about health and all that stuff. So please reach out to him and 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 hook and, it up. And it with solutions, not resolutions. That's right, baby. I love it. You guys are you guys are a blast, man. Thanks for having me on. Jay, man, thanks for coming on, and thank you very, very much for joining us on your day on. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> Yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, That's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. <laughs>